Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. I am thrilled to share this story. Too often, when we retire, we are too comfortable. Can any women out there relate to that? We fall into the pattern and lose our sense of adventure and goal setting. Today, I have an incredible guest to inspire any woman out there in her late stages of life to take advantage of any opportunity and get out of our comfort zone. At age 46, a full-time nurse and mother of two, Pat Gallant Charette returned to swimming after 30 years from the sport. She did so to compete in a race to honor her late brother, who had died of a heart attack at only 34 years of age. As she continued to train and gain endurance over the years, she set bigger goals for herself. Eventually, after retiring from her job, Pat became the oldest woman to cross the English Channel, completing the feat in 18 hours at the age of 66. She holds several other world records for being the oldest woman to compete in some of the world's most famous open water swims. Pat, welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, Pat, often we think about setting goals and we say, you know, that, that, that sounds great, but I can't do that. Can you tell us a little bit of how you were inspired to compete in the Peaks to Portland Swim where you started this journey more than 20 years ago? Yes. Years ago, at the age of 46, I was very, very involved with family and working. I worked as a nurse and never enough time in the day. And I considered myself a spectator mom. My youngest child was 16 and in high school, and I was the one that was carting him to his soccer games and swim meets and track meets. And then one day, tragedy struck my family. My youngest brother at the age of 34 died suddenly of a heart attack. And this was so heartbreaking, very traumatic for the whole family because Robbie was survived by a young wife and a three-year-old son. Now, Robbie loved sports, and he did compete in the Peaks to Portland. That's a 2.4 ocean-mile swim here in Portland, Maine. And my son at the time, he was 16, and he was on the Westbrook High School swim team. And he came up to me and he said, Ma, I'd like to swim as a tribute to Uncle Robbie. And I said to my son, I said, that's so sweet. I wish I could do the same. And he looked at me and he goes, well, Ma, you can if you try. And I took a step back from that because I wasn't expecting him to say that because I was the mom that worked at the food tables, you know, at the bake sales at swim meets. And, you know, I was the spectator bomb. But I decided, you know, to give it a try. And it took me over a year before I even qualified to swim the peaks to Portland. And my intention was to swim just that one time because I had a fear of swimming in the ocean. But something happened on that day of the peaks to Portland. I remember standing there thinking, you know, what am I doing here at my age? And, you know, I was overweight, and I still am. Uh, And I looked at all these young, slender athletes, and I said to myself, Pat, what'd you get yourself into? Uh, But then I calmed myself down. I said, you know, you're just going to do this once, and that'll be it. 
Wow. Well, as I was swimming across Casco Bay, something clicked. I, I just found the beauty of open water swimming for myself. It was calming to see the, the Portland skyline and to see, you know, lobster boats going by, and I heard seagulls squawking up above. And, and you know, I was a slow swimmer, and I had no swimmers around me because they were probably already at the finish line. <laughs> but I just, you know, I just enjoyed it. And then uh, I decided I was going to do it again the following year. And it wasn't until my mid-50s that I started to notice a change. It was just uh, incredible to, to think that it was my 16-year-old my son that gave me those encouraging words. And, and I know there were some points probably thought, I'm just too old to keep doing this, but you did. What an inspiration to all of us that just want to get up and walk 30 minutes a day. Yeah, because at, at age 46, it's hard to believe, and I'm actually surprised by this now that I'm 67, but at 46, I actually thought I was too old to try something new because back then, you know, society made us think that, you know, when you get a certain age, you know, it's all downhill, and as a grandparent, you should be home, just relaxing. Uh, I never had the thought that when I got into my 60s that I could be very, very active. When I got into my early 50s, I was training so I could swim up to an hour and then up to two hours. And all of a sudden, I felt as though at the age of 52 that I had this incredible endurance. And I was surprised by that because as a nurse, I knew that people could get stronger. But I didn't think that they could have you know, incredible endurance later in life. But I kept on just slowly adding time to my swimming to the point where early 50s, I, I remember uh, swimming double the distance of the peaks to Portland. And I said to my husband, I said, my word. I said, I, I think I can go much further than this. And then I started training for a swim that was 10 miles. And when I finished, it was like, I said to my husband again, I said, my heavens, I, I think I can go further. And he says, well, why don't you try the English Channel? So, you know, I thought, well, why not? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So my, my first marathon swim was at the age of 58. Wow. But my thinking was starting to change. My thinking was I was not going to listen to what society would say that someone in their 50s and 60s and 70s should be doing. I decided I was going to go for it and set goals and, and do what I wanted to do in life. I wasn't going to sit back. And now that I'm 67, last year, at the age of 66, I had the strongest swims of my life. Wow. And, and for this year, I'm starting off with a very good year because I just swam around Manhattan Island in New York. I did that on June 30th. And I ended up uh, finishing in 10 hours and 53 minutes. That was a 28-mile swim around uh, Manhattan Island. And I got the world record for the oldest person to complete the triple crown of open water swimming. And I have three more marathon swims scheduled for this year. Lake Tahoe in California, that's in two weeks. Then I fly to Scotland to swim Loch Ness. England um, a couple of days after uh, my Scotland swim to, sw to swim Lake Windermere. Wow. And I, yeah, and I feel as though 
um, that I'm just as strong at 67 than I was last year. And I look back in my like early 20s and 30s, and I know that I couldn't have done this back then. Uh, you know, this wisdom about getting older, you start to recognize that some of the things in life, you just have to go for it and, and see where the cards fall because you, you never know where it's going to lead you to. No, I, I can't agree with you more. You are an inspiration, but also the flashback of I have a father who is today 96 years old, but in his mid-80s, he got a three-wheel bike, and he started riding three miles a day. Up, He'd ride up to the post office, up to the back, three miles. He was known as the guy with the three-wheel guy with the bike, and he is 96 years old today, and I remember at one point he fell, and, and he went into a nursing home, and they said, oh, dear, he's 95, and they kept talking to me about a what they put in their mind chronologically as a 95-year-old, and I said, no, no, you don't understand. Yesterday, he was riding his bike three miles, and you know what? We got him back home, and he's up and going, and 96, you would never know it, and I think you're right. I think that society-wise, we have to stop putting a number and start saying we can achieve these things. We always say children born today are going to live to 112 to 120 years old, and so we have a lot to look forward to. Yes, yes, exactly. And I'm finding the older I get, I'm still discovering things that uh, about myself that I didn't think was possible. You know, thinking that here at 67, I think this is going to be a stronger year than when I was 66. And But I just keep everything open as far as, you know, if I need a rest day, I'll take a rest day. I, I just love the sport of open water swimming. But the key, I think, is to find something that a person enjoys and also trying something new in life because you, you just never know uh, the road that's going to bring you down. I agree. And, you know, you, you talk often about when you were still working, you're working like 32 hours a week as a nurse, you had grandchildren, you, you were just so busy, and you're trying to manage all that. What advice would you give women who are newly retired or close to retirement and feeling as though um, they're lo- maybe they've lost a little sense of adventure or purpose? What, what kind of key advice would you give so many women that are entering that that say, I know there's more, I just don't know how to go about this. Yeah, I would say that just try something new in life because, you know, you just never know that you might excel in that area. You know, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be anything. You know, if someone had a dream of, um, you know, writing a novel, you know, to go for it. Or if they're into art or arts and crafts, you know, to just to try something new. And also, too, as far as being too busy, when I was in my early 60s, I was taking care of my three young grandchildren, ages four, two, and a newborn, plus I was working um, 32 hours a week as a nurse. But what I did, I looked at, when I had my grandchildren, how could I do some cross-training? I would put them in the baby stroller, and I would take them for walk. And, and the thing is, it was exercise for me, and I'd take them for an hour walk. And, you know, it was like cross-training. So when I had a day off work, that's when I would capitalize on my swimming. And, and even then, it would just be, you know, for a few hours here and there because, you know, I had such a very busy life. But uh, for anyone who's going to be retiring soon, it's just, you know, sit down and, and talk to yourself and say, you know, let's try something adventurous. 
You know, um, whether it's going for a hike in the woods or taking up scuba diving or, or going golfing if they've never tried golfing in their life, but just to get out there and, and enjoy. You know, I, I think the one thing that we can all take away from your story, you are mentally, your outlook on life is so positive. And I also, from, for me, personally, just listening to you, your motivation and your ability to stay so focused for a long period of time, I think if, if we even take that away from this for anyone, and I think you're right, it doesn't matter what venue they pick, it's what is it that brings us passion and, and a real sense of, I want to do this, just your transparency and also your honesty that when we start something, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to achieve it tomorrow. It took time, and, and you actually broke it apart and said, how do I do this? And, and you started to accomplish it. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And I Thank sort of you. smiled when I thought only a husband would come up with an idea like that. Well, why don't you just do that? <laughs> I would like to add one thing that um, I, I'm a very positive person, but, but also I had a, a lot of self-doubt in my early part of my swim career. And even when I was swimming the English Channel, the first few steps into the water, I, I started to have the self-doubt of, you know, Pat, you know, what, what are you doing this for? I kind of refocused and, and said to myself, you've trained for this. You're ready for it. But all through the swim, I'd get these little, you know, words of self-doubt saying, you know, Pat, don't understand. You're 66 years old. If you quit at the halfway mark. And then I'd say to myself, you know, Pat, put those negative thoughts aside. You've trained hard for this. You can do it. Now, just try to stay focused and stay positive. But I'd say maybe 80%, if not more, of that swim, I kept on having these, you know, thoughts of self-doubt. But I did finish the swim and focus to stay positive, saying, yes, I can do this. Um, I'm not tired. I can do it. And, you know, and, uh, even, even reading a little bit about your journey before we spoke, I think the one thing that also inspired me is that we have to look around, whether it's family members or friends, there are always there, those that are there to inspire us. And you, you talk often about swims when they were watching you so closely and you could look up and see them there rooting you on. I, I think that's so powerful. I thought, wow, you know, there are people out there that are always going to be there for us. We just need to find them. Yes. And also, too, as many people as I had supporting me as far as family and friends with these wonderful, encouraging words, the reality in life is that sometimes we have people that do not support us. And I recognized that. I had uh, a couple of swimmers laugh in my face when I was going to try marathon swimming because, you know, they just, uh, they were rude. But I'll tell you, when I was swimming the English Channel and going into that world record for the oldest woman, I thought of them. And what, what I did, I took their negative behavior and turned it into something positive. It was like, I know I could do it. They didn't know me. But it was just uh, something that I think in life we have to recognize that sometimes there are some people that will not be supportive. And what we have to do is just kind of regroup and look at all the wonderful people that are so supportive and get strength from them. 
And, you know, I think that's such a great way to end because you really sum it up. My one son often tells a story about he was going to take on a huge challenge and there was someone who turned and said, you'll never be able to do that. And he always says the biggest gift was that person. He, instead of looking at it negatively, he always looked at that person as the biggest gift they gave him because when the times got hard and he thought, I'm not sure I can do this, he reflected back on that and said, oh, yes, I can. And so yeah. to prove it to himself and, and the others that doubted him, I think sometimes we can turn the naysayers into maybe the growth of our excelling. So thank you, Pat, for joining us today. I, I, I really appreciate the amazing journey that you've had and an inspiration to all of us women. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app, or follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.